My tummy hurts. I can't sleep. I can't do it, Mommy. I don't want to go to school, Papa. What if... Have you been hearing your child say these? Has he been showing anger for more than a week? Your child may be experiencing anxiety or even suffering from a disorder. Sometimes, even a happy child who confidently performs in public can be going through a lot. Hello everyone, this is Richelle Hassan-Ligot. You are listening to Season 3, Episode 4 of... Nanai's Notes! This is Nanai's Notes, featuring what to say and not to say to your anxious child. This is based on an article I wrote for Family Wise Asia. This is Nana Richelle, and joining me in this episode is my daughter, Miro, who will read some parts of the article with me. Thank you for accompanying me today, Miro. Hi, you're welcome. Before we start, if you are 17 years old or younger, kindly ask your parent or a trusted adult to listen with you today. Let's begin. to dismiss lines like my tummy hurts I can't sleep I can't do it I don't want to go to school what if this happens mommy or scold a child for feeling this way your child may be expressing something happening inside her which needs careful attention because it could be anxiety disorder he does not have control of Anxiety becomes a disorder when a person is hindered from doing his usual daily routine like sleeping, eating, going to school or work, and taking a bath. A normal worry is fleeting and involves a stressor, an upcoming test, grief over the death of someone dear, a failure, a bully, etc. Anxiety disorder may also be triggered by a stressor, but the behavioral response is more intense and lasts for more than a week. Dr. Hannah Taroha Trinidad, a psychiatrist at the UERM Memorial Hospital, defines different kinds of anxiety disorders a child could have. One, separation anxiety. This is the fear of being separated from a parent or a significant person. 2. Social anxiety or social phobia. This is the distress in socializing with others and school performance. 
And three, generalized anxiety. This is being fearful in almost any situation, especially in academics. Those are the three kinds of anxiety. Four weeks of symptoms yield a diagnosis of separation anxiety, while generalized anxiety and social anxiety disorder need at least six months to be diagnosed. But a professional can be consulted even on the first month of symptoms, according to Dr. Taroha Trinidad. In the face of a child's anxiety, a mom would often instinctively hush the child and tell her it's going to be all right. A dad's assurance can be strengthening. Oh, that's nothing. You can do this. Those empowering words are positive. But when your child exhibits the same behavior frequently, it's time to change the script. Dr. Trinidad explains, and I quote, Children have difficulty expressing their anxiety. They would want their parents to help them. Unquote. But some of what we tell them can, quote, add fear to the child, discouraged to tell an adult. Renee Hain is a childhood resilience and anxiety relief expert, and having herself experienced anxiety since childhood, explains through an infographic not just what parents should and should not say, but also what she wished she said to help her parents understand her. We can learn from this list derived from Hain and Taroha Trinidad's inputs. Try not to say, You'll be okay. Trust me. Why not? A rapid stream of chemicals is dumped into the body for survival during anxiety. So it's hard for the child to think clearly and understand your words of reassurance. say I know you want me to feel better but my racing heart sweating palms and weird tummy feeling are louder than your loving words better to say I'm here to help you calm down let's do some deep breathing this takes mind and body from fight or flight to rest and digest mode. Try not to say, it's all in the mind, there's nothing to be scared of. Why not? Anxiety sets off a fear alarm in your child, which is a protective mechanism so your child can survive a threatening situation. The mind can also... Exaggerate an object of worry, like thinking a stick is a snake. Help child say, My fear is real. Just like when you had your first date, or first day at work, or when you met an accident. 
better to validate his emotions and say, "I see that you're scared. I've been scared before too, and I can imagine what you feel like. I'm here for you." Listening in silence also affirms your support and presence. Try not to say, "These are the reasons why you don't have to worry." Why not? An anxiety response is putting on hold the prefrontal cortex, which is the logical part of the brain, while the more automated emotional brain takes over. There's no time for logic when you run away as soon as you see a dog chasing you, right? Help child say, I know what you'll say makes sense, but it's hard to think clearly. I have a lot of feelings right now, and I must be focusing on those. Better to first soothe the nervous system by helping your child visualize a still, quiet place. Encourage breathing in and out in a comfortable pace while describing this peaceful scene. You can then ask, "How do you feel?" Gently discuss the truth that emotions aren't necessarily facts. Challenge these feelings by helping the child say, "You're not really true," to subdue worry. Try not to say, "Stop being a worrier." Kulang ka lang sa dasal. Lakasan mo loob mo. You lack faith. Be strong and courageous. Why not? There are different factors that put children at risk for anxiety: parenting styles, life stresses, hereditary disorders, and other mental illnesses. Being angry at your child will not help. Guilt from parents can render a child more miserable. Help child say. I know you're angry and frustrated with me, and this makes me feel worse. I want to stop. I really do, but I just don't know how. I wish I knew how. Better to avoid labeling your child, comparing her with other kids like siblings. Try to control your frustration by taking time to care for yourself and get counseling help too. When your child is relaxed, explain that worry has a good purpose, and everyone is given that ability to warn and protect him from danger. Try not to say, "We don't understand why you're so worried." Kulang ka ba sa pansin? Are you just needy for attention? Why not? Anxious children feel scared, helpless, and misunderstood. You will also feel helpless, but empathy can help you both. You sometimes say, "I understand," because you think you do, but your child can sense it when you don't. Step into your child's shoes, and your reaction to him will be more authentic and helpful. Help child say, 
I know you don't understand, but please try. Feel my fast-beating heart. Listen to my rapid breath. Look at me. I need you to understand. Better to recall times when you were so scared and then connect with your child saying, I get it now. Sometimes it's hard to understand, but I'll try my best to imagine how it is. It helps me when you tell me how you're feeling. The best way to respond is to listen rather than speak. Allow the child to express his or her feelings and reasons. Don't argue with the child. Listening is a form of support and encouragement. It is important for parents to listen to their child about his fears to distinguish triggers, which will specify what type of anxiety he has. Dr. Trinidad encourages parents to help their children seek professional help once Quote, there is impairment in functioning, like refusal to go to school on a regular basis, decline in performance or grades, social isolation. Parents should also watch out for frequent physical complaints, such as stomach aches, headaches, dizziness, palpitations, and vomiting. Unquote. Have you also been hearing yourself, not just your child, Complain about the same issues? If you find yourself also experiencing prolonged, paralyzing anxiety, please take time to express yourself so that you can help those around you to help you. just read to you an article I wrote for Family Wise Asia entitled What to Say and Not to Say to Your Anxious Child. The link to the actual article can be found in the podcast notes. Thank you, Mira, for helping me out. You're welcome. Bye. Today's one of her happiest childhood memories is Carla Mejia. Let's listen. One of my fondest memories would be sweeping the dry leaves that fall from the trees surrounding my Lola's property. On Saturday afternoons, I, along with my younger brother and cousin, would join Lola's two helpers in sweeping the leaves from the garden, the driveway, and the backyard. We would all just talk about stuff while sweeping. And when all the leaves were piled into two hills, these would be lit up. Us kids would then sometimes pull individual sticks from the walisting thing and skewer some Chinese bamboo leaves on them to barbecue them over the burning dry leaves. 
All this activity would leave us dusty, sweaty, ugh, and sooty, which is why a good bath afterwards really felt so good. <sighs> this was during the time when cigar was still freely allowed. But whenever I still smell smoke coming from a cigar nowadays, I would always fondly look back at that particular memory. Thank you, Carla. I do remember that smell of burning leaves. And yes, it's now prohibited to do that here in the city. But the few times I catch that smell in the farm, I would strangely feel happy like a child. Last episode, I shared with you the first of the four psychological benefits of reminiscing. And that's nostalgia strengthens personal identity. This was shared by Mia Nolan, author of the article, The Healing Power of Reminiscing, taken from the website shondaland.com. The second psychological benefit is... Nostalgia or reminiscing provides meaning. Here's what Nolan's article says, quote, Researchers and scientists have learned that reminiscing not only brings people joy, but it also gives them the sense that life is meaningful and has purpose. End of quote. I surely sense the joy our friend Carla, who just shared her story, felt as she reminisced. Writer Nolan quoted Andrew Abeta, Ph.D., an assistant professor of psychology at Rutgers University, Camden. Quote, Nostalgia seems to have the most benefit when people reflect on how loss and other negative experiences contributed to personal growth or success or can be appreciated. Unquote. Furthermore, the article reveals that nostalgia can help you find your sense of self. Writer Nolan specifies an article published in the year 2006 via the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, which was written by Professor Clay Rutledge, who is a leading expert in the psychology of nostalgia and is part of the faculty of North Dakota State University. Professor Rutledge and his colleagues found that even though narratives included both negative and positive elements, these elements were, let me quote, often juxtaposed so as to form a redemption sequence, which is a narrative pattern that progresses from a negative to a positive or triumphant life scene. Basically, any hurt or pain points are filtered forgivingly through what the research refers to as an it was all for the best attitude. End of quote. Moreover, Nolan presents that quote, meaning is generated from both positive and difficult experiences. End of quote. The link to that article can also be found in my podcast notes. 
I believe that when we look back at our childhood, there will always be bad or sad times popping up. And mixed with the positive moments, we realize how these interweave to make something good out of our experiences. It may take years before we understand the value of having to go through both happy and sad moments, comfort and hardship. I hope that with Carla, we somehow see the childhood chores, hard work, and the discipline which our elders instilled in us, mixed with the fun and games and creative learnings, give meaning to our lives and significance to our relationships. about sending me a child memory of yours and add some realizations these memories have helped you come to. I look forward to your email through nanaisnotes at gmail.com. Your comments and suggestions are also welcome. This has been our fourth and last episode in a four-part series on mental health. I have links in my podcast notes in case you would need someone to talk to or you want to be prayed for. Please do subscribe to Nanai's Notes. And if you would like to show some support, please click on the link Support the Show, also seen in my podcast notes. Next week, we are going to learn how to start new traditions for Christmas. I hope you won't miss that. Also, upcoming episodes are going to be a part of a new feature here in Nana's Notes. And I am really excited about that too. In much anticipation of the holidays. Thank you for all the support, guys. to Nikita for the artwork, to Mira and Jakob, that's me, for helping out. This podcast was fueled by Zero Regric. Zero Waste, Clean Plate! searching for in life, be found in the one who loves you most, Jesus Christ. Excited to be with you again next week here on Nanai's Notes. Nanai Rochelle here. Bye!